about to be a great night. Feeling good tonight. Yeah. This is one hell of a night. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. You know, Monday is such an unbearable day. Nobody likes Mondays. But there's nothing better than ending your Monday with this much-anticipated segment each and every week. A man who loves vitamin D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the microphone here at KMOX. Sean Michael Lyle. Did you say vitamin D? D. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, you got your shirt on today. Yeah. Last week we learned you uh, take your shirt off every day and sit in the sun. Not every day, whenever there's sun to sit in. Today there was no sun to sit in. No, there was not. Mm. So you kept shirt on? Yeah, pretty much. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now, does that require extra minutes in the sun uh, tomorrow if it's out? No. No. Just whenever you can get it. Yeah. Get it when you can get it. Yeah. Now, but last week we also learned that you don't know the exact day you're married on. No, I don't. Yeah, and and I said there's got to be a certificate or something. Yeah, somewhere. probably. Yeah, but not not, not curious. So no. You, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I've I've looked at it before and then I forget. You know yeah. the year though. No, you don't know the year. I don't think so. I mean, if I if I sat there and thought it was a long time ago. Well, yeah. But you remember stuff from a long time. Or you you've told us about having dinner with uh, yeah. people from thirty well, and rem- fifty years ago. I very clearly remember getting married. Yeah. Yeah. It was. You uh, were there. Yeah, I was there, mm-hmm. and and so was a woman who ended up being uh, one of the uh, on the state supreme court. It was me and and um, my wife yeah. and this. It was kind of funny because when when we went into uh, the. The judge's chambers, the you judge's office. You got married office. in the judge's chambers. Yeah, the judge's chambers. He's in the well, judge's actually, chambers. It wasn't the chambers, it was the judge's office. We in went the into office the office. Of the judge. And so, so the uh, <laughs> the uh, secretary said, I'll go get some witnesses because we didn't have anyone. Oh, you got to have a witness. You don't, yeah. if, it, if there's no witness, you're not married. Right, exactly. Yeah. So she left and then she came back with witnesses. signatures on the piece of paper. We never saw the witnesses. So the witnesses oh, didn't actually witness oh, the wedding. No, it was... There it, was no so witnesses you, to... Oh, wait a minute. It, yeah. Wait a minute. The, the, the witnesses have, have fraudulently signed that they witnessed the wedding when they didn't witness the wedding, the witnesses. Yes, but the judge oh. who married us, and it was just the two of my wife and I and the judge. And the she, judge. She, she, she was there. This woman judge. Yeah, yeah. She went on to be on the state Supreme What's Court. What's her so, name? Uh, um, I don't remember. Okay. She's on the state Supreme Court. She was. She's probably not around anymore. Oh, poor judge. That was a long time ago. Do you think you may have been living in sin for the last however many years? <laughs> witness. Not being no. really married? No. Well, I guess if the paper's signed, that's all that really matters. But there were no witnesses. It's like there. an absentee ballot. Uh-huh. Uh, if, if, the, if it's signed. It, it, it's a judge's you. order. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Right. And if the judge says it's it's in order, it's in order. Oh, there you have it. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations, congratu- congratulations it, on your nuptials. We we lost Cindy Williams uh, yeah, today. Do you have any uh, brush with uh, greatness there? No, well, I've, I saw her twice. I never met her. Okay. Um, it, and I saw her um, in the Hollywood Christmas Parade when she was at her prime, you know, of fame. And uh, Laverne and Shirley, I think both were there. Was, and, she, was she the Grand Marshal or was that Penny Marshall? <laughs> No, that's that was very good. Actually, uh, no, no. Don't um, encourage it. <laughs> and then I saw at her baseball game too. You know the interesting yeah, thing Dodgers. about uh, no, it was San Francisco Giants. Oh, okay. The interesting thing about uh, about Laverne and Shirley um, was that uh, they were friends. Uh, Penny Marshall and and Cindy Williams were friends, and they used to kind of pal around together. And uh, I didn't see them at any of these Hollywood parties. I do. I do regret the fact that they were filming. Uh, they would tape this show when I lived in Hollywood, and I never went out to watch it. No, uh, wow. So you know, I kind of regret that. But anyway, they they were friends, 
and they would kind of go to these Hollywood parties and they came up with these kind of goofy characters that they did just to entertain their friends uh, at the parties. Wow. Now, did you go to some Hollywood parties? Yeah, I went to some of these uh, parties, but not the ones with with these two. Right, right. And, And when they were doing that... Um, Penny Marshall's brother, Gary, Gary who was a big time producer, mm-hmm. he really thought it was great. He, th- he thought they were hysterical. And then he was, of course, the producer of Happy Days. Right. So he said, hey, listen, we, we need a couple of characters, these gals on the show, and we want you to come on the show and do that thing that you do at the parties. And so and Cindy wild. Williams and Penny Marshall went on Happy Days, did that little shtick that they did, and they loved it so much that they ended up getting their own show wow. doing that shtick. So you say that it was filmed in Hollywood because the the TV shows used to be filmed in front of a live yeah, studio. Yeah, they were audience. videotaped in did, front of a live did studio. Did you ever audience. go to any yes. live studio? What did you go see? Uh, boy, Happy Days. You were uh, there for a Happy Days film. Yeah, I don't remember which episode, oddly enough. Yeah. Um, so and what, what's it like? What's it like same. to be in the studio? I mean, is it is it almost like they're putting on a play, but there's cameras everywhere? No, or? no, it's it's not. Um, they uh, first, I, I think I mentioned this the other day you did. that that uh, if you ever get the chance to go to any of these live shows, do it. Whether it's the you know whether it's the talk shows, the game shows, or whatever, be sure to do that. Um, but yeah, then it was really big time because there were so many shows you could go to, and you you go in there and they have uh, uh, it's a huge sound stage. They have like grandstands. They got curtains behind it for for sound and everything. They have somebody come out and they do kind of a warm up act thing, and then they uh, they uh, invite the. Uh, cast to come out out there and they you applaud the cast and you you know say hello and everything like that and they'll interact a little bit with the people in the in the stands the idea is that you become familiar with them so that and this was the strange thing like with happy days even though you've everybody has talk to some people even one-on-one talk to answering questions with like uh um, tom bosley well with fonzie was the one with henry winkler you know and you talk to him and yet and yet, because you're talking to the people, the actors, when Fonz came out, mm. they had to basically stop the show for all the applaud and cheering. Wow. Right? Yeah. So for all the applause. So, yeah, it was it was uh, it's and then they would do a scene. Then they would stop. They would move things around a little bit. Sometimes they would do it a couple of times. Did you ever go to The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? No, I never did. That wasn't uh, I that was over in Burbank. That yeah. I was in Hollywood. That'd that have been on my list of things to want to go see. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also uh, uh, that was in the afternoon. That was four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to know I used to know his uh, producer, uh, a guy named uh, Rudy Teas. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rudy Teas, uh, he lived in New Mexico when I was running radio stations. Was there. he living in Taos, New Mexico at the time? <laughs> oh, Lord, don't encourage it. <laughs> I won't. But Rudy Teas, no, he he didn't live there. He oh. was the guy who, um, he was the producer of The Tonight Show. Yeah. Okay. So he was the guy who came up with uh, the guests. Uh, Johnny, right. Johnny had nothing to do with any of that. Uh, he said it was really interesting that Johnny Carson would not meet with the guests. He would not meet them beforehand. Even if he already knew them, he would not talk to them at all beforehand. And if there were people who hadn't been on the show before, he would never, um, he, uh, he would never um, meet interact them with so them. So they, 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 wouldn't, they wouldn't prep for a, no. a gag or the anything first, like nothing if, like that. The first time you're on The Tonight Show, the first time you see Johnny Carson is when you walk out onto that wow. stage. Uh, but uh, he came up with, the, he, 
uh, Rudy Taya said he got this crazy idea. He saw this guy on the show uh, named Tiny Tim. Remember Tiny oh, yeah. Tim? Oh, yeah. Tiptoe through the tools. And, and he, he said, I got to get this guy on the show. So he got him on the show, and it was Rudy Tayas who got the idea that um, he would marry this Miss Vicky person on the Tonight Show, mm-hmm. and and they didn't even know each other. <laughs> but he, ha- and to actually get married, he had Tiny Tim and Miss Vicky actually got married on the Tonight Show in the high, one of the <laughs> highest rated TV uh, programs in history. Wow! And and that was this guy Rudy Tejas. He just had these. Crazy Whatever happened ideas. to Tiny Tim? Is he still? Uh, I don't think he's still kicking? around. I don't think anybody's still around <laughs> like that. Yeah. Now uh, let's get back to the parties. <laughs> so uh, the Hollywood parties you would go to. Yes. How, how does one get uh, invited to those? Uh, you have to know somebody. They uh-huh. know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you live in Hollywood and you know people. Yeah, that's right. Um, there were. It was kind of interesting. The various strata, if you will. Uh-huh. You had uh, usually in the center room where where you, all the action would be. You would have the uh, the the uh, talent. Uh huh. And then more towards the kitchen or in the outlying areas, you would have the tech. Uh huh. You know the the film the the, right. the camera uh, people camera people yeah people yeah. like that uh, uh, the even, key grip even people like that well you didn't get a lot of key grips at those parties no um, and then usually in these big houses there was like a, a balcony or something somewhere that could look out over that and that was like the producers oh even some of the directors but but the money basically yeah yeah so you had management tech. And talent, and they they didn't really mingle that much. I enjoyed the parties because, being nobody, I got to kind of mix it up with all of them. Yeah, did you? Uh, did anybody ever try to get you to work on one of the pro shows? Yeah, well, that's how I got General that, Hospital. That's how I got on General Hospital is because I did not know you worked on General. I, I, Hospital. Yeah. Where have you been on that's, Monday night? I must have I, missed this. I, you didn't miss. It. We've talked about it three times. That's where it all kind of started. Was he was Doctor Herman Bosley Jr. Uh, Brandon Winston, I think. It was. That's exactly right. But I was leaving, and and what uh, I was talking with some people, and and this guy says. Uh, well, you know, General Hospital, I'm one of the producers of General Hospital is, is uh, I don't have a, a, a doctor on this uh, scene because, well, all the doctors on the show have been married to her. And we all laughed. <laughs> right. And I laughed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I said, well, I'll be your doctor. <laughs> and then as I was leaving, he says to me, he says, no, you get a tape to me, to my office? I said, for what? He says, for the doctor for the, thing. the doctor. I said, you were kidding, right? He said, no, I'm not kidding that my... Uh, the uh, consultant, my medical consultant, said that none of our doctors that we have available, uh, because other storylines had taken a couple of other doctors, uh-huh. none of those doctors available can be the doctor of Nurse Jesse Brewer because so, they'd all been married to. Her. How'd you put together a tape? I had one. Did you? Yeah. He's Sean Michael Lyle. Well, He's in Hollywood. You know, in Hollywood, you're always doing something. Everybody's got a tape. Everybody's yeah. got a tape. Everybody's Every waiter's got a, got a tape. So yeah. he sends the tape in. Yeah, I brought, it, I brought it by. And yeah. they said, he's going to well, treat Jesse Brewer. Well, then it was played by uh, Emily McLaughlin. Yes, for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, she like was a kid and then she was like AARP and she was like retired. Yeah. Yeah. All on the show. All on General Hospital. Yeah. yeah so she spent the General whole... Hospital still on the air? Yes. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm huh. sure. I, I, yeah. I, I, you were on it. Do you, do you get was, residuals from it? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't even a member of the string, Screen <gasps> Actors Guild. Oh. I was Screen Screen Extras Guild. Oh, yeah. so but, but it's kind of funny because I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild now. now. Yeah, so are we. <laughs> and, but you had you had lines on that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but uh-huh. but still, I would because it was I didn't I was under contract. I was able to be covered by screen Folks, extras. Uh, you know, it's not often we get. But they did offer. They did offer to Hollywood to do a contract in the studio. And I said, no, I'm going to be in radio. Sean Michael Lyle it took that fork in the road and it turned it into this. Uh, thank <laughs> you, Sean, so much for your time. Get yourself some vitamin D tomorrow. It's always a fascination when you step in here and add so much to the enjoyment of our listening audience here on The Voice of St. Louis, Cable X. Collins always has a good drum beat to his music, he doesn't does. he? Yeah. 72 years old. Today. Doesn't play anymore. No. Happy birthday, Phil. Thanks for giving us all that great music for so many years. Do you remember him when he was with um, Genesis? Genesis? I do. Yeah. And uh, Peter was... Gabriel wound up leaving, right? Yeah, Peter Gabriel. Well, they they all ended up leaving at some point. But he And so they wound up bringing him in as the lead singer, yeah. but he was their drummer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, incredibly talented, a great songwriter, uh, Phil Collins. And um, it's a shame he's no longer able to play, uh, but he left us with a catalog of truly phenomenal music. Hey, you uh, paying attention to what's going on in Dallas? I'm not. All right, so Dallas police say that two rare tamarind monkeys from the Dallas Zoo were stolen after finding their enclosure had been cut open, the tamarind monkeys were stolen. Yeah, and these tamarind monkeys—they're they're little, they're smaller things. Now, monkeys have you know super strength; they're really strong. But monkeys these are, are strong. Oh yeah, like little uh, monkeys. Are they have, stronger than elephants? They're stronger than you. Uh, the monkey str- is stronger than I am. Than humans, yes. All the monkeys are strong. Even the little bitty ones, man. They'll they'll rip your eye out if you're not Ooh, careful. The monkey will rip your eye. out. Oh yeah, they, there's something like you know how when the you remember when the old time mm. photographs you get taken? Sometimes you get those red eyes. Yeah. Apparently, that's what a monkey sees when they look at us. They see red eyeballs. Yeah, and they they immediately go for our eyes. Oof. So, of uh, the couple of times I've been around uh, monkey goodness, enclosures, they, don't look like they said don't get them. don't get close because the monkeys will go grab for your eye. And a monkey has superhuman strength, super super strength. They're really, really strong. How, like do you, and, how do you know that? How because does I got obsessed with monkeys a couple of years ago when that lady got her face ripped off. Oh, okay. Lady was sleeping with a monkey. She was sleeping. <laughs> she had a monkey that was sleeping in her house, <laughs> and she was feeding it wine and Xanax. She was on Oprah, <laughs> and uh, she got her face ripped off. Oh. <laughs> it's a horrible story. Oh, yeah. well. And um, but I mean, let she, that uh, be a lesson to all of yeah, us. Yeah, she if was. You're feed- ever tempted to sleep with a monkey. She was having dinner with the monkey, and, I mean, like, they'd sit at the dining room table together, and she would, uh, you know, put wine and Xanax in front of it, and, and, and the monkey was. flipped one day and ripped her face off. <laughs> I think I had an ant like that. Yeah, so. <laughs> but, no, I did. I got into these monkeys. But, anyway, so that this is on top of yeah. a snow, uh, a clouded leopard, which had escaped from its uh, habitat after uh, its cage had been tampered. So now they found now that they got all a these leopard ca- running around. Yeah, so all these cages are being tampered with in the Dallas Zoo. Ooh. Ooh. And these animals are getting out and they're being Ooh. stolen. Now I have to imagine. Now this is this is me just being a conspiracy theorist, yeah, yeah, you know. Ahead, maybe I, I I'll, ought to I'll get let a, you know if you're on this. Maybe I ought to get a red hat and I'll let some you pillows. know if you're on to something. Um, but th- what is your theory? Th- that I think there could be people who don't like zoos that are purposely, you know, sabotaging animal zoos. rights activists. Uh, could be. 
The Humane just, Society of the U.S. Because, very John, i got to tell you, look, I, I love our zoo. I love the St. Louis Zoo. I walk through it about once a week. Um, you, you do? Yeah, well, I well, I live right in the near the park. Yeah, you got the sea turtles. So I go walking in the park all the time, and then sometimes, you know, the zoo's free. Did you know our zoo's free? I did. <laughs> so I would go into it and just walk through the zoo, you yeah, know, and yeah. you can look at all the people and the monkeys and the, the bears that are all outside and love stuff. Love the bears. Yeah, Especially but I, this time of year. Love the bears, the bears too. Happy. Well, and the bears are happy because they're, they're... Wait, when do the bears hibernate? In the summer or the winter? I don't know if they hibernate if they're enclosed. Do they? Well, of course they do. That's what bears do. They hibernate. I don't know. The, the bear the bear hibernates uh, during the uh, <clears throat> winter months. Uh, we, we ought to get a zoo expert on that because I'm not so sure about that. Did, but did anyway, you not uh, take zoology in uh, college? No, I didn't take zoology. Did you? Might have. No, did you get a zoo merit badge? We know how great orienteering went for no, you, but I so got, you I got, probably are really insightful. I, I, eighth grade, we had to do the zoo uh, project. What was the zoo project? So we had to go write a paper for our biology class. Uh-huh. We went to the zoo, and we had to write a paper mm-hmm. in the eighth grade there, Pattonville Heights Middle School. Yep. I was a good student. I don't you know, like to talk, but right. and, and so... I'm taking copious notes at the zoo. They got the little plaques up, and I'm writing it down like that. We didn't have cell phone. We didn't have camera phones right, back right. then when I was in the eighth grade. <clears throat> so I'm taking notes. I got my little, you know, binder notebook uh-huh, there. Uh-huh. All kinds of notes and pictures. Okay. Had my Polaroid out there. Yeah. I'm snapping pictures of the animals. I'm, so I'm affixing the pictures into my zoo report and explaining the animals and all of this. Very exciting. How'd you do on the project? Uh, well, I, I did well. I made the mistake. Of sharing my zoo project with a, another student mm. before it was due. Right. And somehow our two zoo projects were remarkably oh, similar. He, he he stole all the info. And we both got penalized for it. Really? Yes. And you had done the work. I had done the work. Well, that'll teach you, won't it? Yes. And yeah. I didn't know that uh, I didn't know he was going to steal my zoo project. Yeah. But steal it, he did. So, But I love the zoo. And the I other, love the, the other thing that zoo. happened at the okay, zoo. Okay, go ahead. When Junior, you know, John Hancock, our sports insider. Yeah, Junior. When he was, uh, I don't know, 13, 14 months old. Okay. The whole family went to the zoo. Yeah, to go look at the monkeys? Yeah, we're looking at everything. And uh, he's sitting up on my shoulders there. I got a hold of his legs. And uh, we're big cat country. Mm-hmm. And I came within inches of throwing my son <laughs> into the middle oh, of big cat Lord. country. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Caught him at the last minute. So all is well. But uh, uh, and did your wife ever let you hold the boy again ever after oh, yeah, that? Oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so anyway, I, I walk through the zoo all the time. I love the zoo. Mm-hmm. Love our zoo. We got a great zoo. We do. I got one problem with the zoo. What? And it's not specific to St. Louis. It's every zoo. Yeah. That I don't think the monkeys should be in, enclosed. Why? They're primates just like us. We're not primates. Well, or, yeah, they, we, we're yeah, not we primates. are. Primates. We're Homo sapiens. Right. So they're just like us. No, they're not like us. Yes, they are. We look like them. We don't They've look, got the same hands. No, I mean, speak for yourself, Kelly. They get the same hands, the same lips, the same eyes. They, they, we look like monkeys. They're primates. Humans are primates. Yeah. A diverse group that includes two hundred species. Yeah. Well, okay. There's all kinds of primates running around. Yeah, most there. of them are monkeys. Uh, no, they're not. You got uh, lemurs. Lemurs. <clears throat> yeah, lemurs. Okay. Well, lemurs is the French pronunciation. <laughs> but I just, I, I don't know. I just have, I, I, every time I see those monkeys in the zoo, I can just tell they're not happy. They are looking at of me. And happy. I think their brain is computing the same way I am, thinking, what am I doing behind this cage and what are you doing looking at me? And that's how I feel about the monkeys. I don't feel that way about the, the, the bear. I don't feel that way about the tiger. I don't feel that way about the snakes. I, I don't like snakes. I don't go to the snake house. Uh, although I do like those big old turtles. 
You know, that one gal taught the monkey how to uh, order pizza. Jane Goodall? Yeah. You got the monkey <laughs> like they have the pepperoni and banana. I, the Jane Goodall was a big monkey. I don't think she's for monkeys being in cages either. Is that right? I just don't think monkeys should be in cages. Well, they look like, too much like me. They let them out. They, they don't them, let them out, dude. They take them for a walk. They're super. They, they get super strength, man. Monkeys, I'm telling well, you. Even you these, keep like, them, you better keep them in the cage. Then. Even these twenty. Well, either that or let them be where they're supposed to be, which is in a jungle. It's not supposed to be in St. Louis or in Philadelphia or Dallas. You know, monkeys. Well, we learn a lot from the monkeys. What? what right. Uh, and what, I'm a believer. You know, most of the products that get sold to humans are tested on monkeys because... I wouldn't leave her if I tried. Their, their, their physical makeup is so similar to ours. Uh-huh. That's why they test stuff out on them. And that's why I have a hard time with the monkeys being in the zoo. Well, it's the folks, only animal I have a hard time with the monkeys. Michael Kelly doesn't like the monkeys in the zoo. I'm right about this. And uh, there's a song in there somewhere. I'll have to write it. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Here come the monkeys. I'm I thought love was only true in fairy tales. I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. That's our own uh, Charles Berry. Chuck. The statue. Yeah. Have you been to it? Thanks to Charlie Brennan. Yeah. You ever been down to Del Mar and look at it? I've been down to Del Mar, yes. He's duck walking on it. Of course he is. It's pretty awesome. Uh, You've got a great Chuck Berry story. Uh, I do have a great Chuck Berry story. Yeah, I can tell the Chuck Berry story. Yeah, nobody's listening. So during the um, presidential campaign in 2004... Uh, Chuck Berry came up to Iowa on the uh, the night before the caucuses to support to, to support Dick Gephardt. Dick Gephardt, who's running for president, was running for president uh, of the United States. He was the Democratic leader in the House at the time. Yeah, and so we're having a big uh, event that night. Well, this night I met uh, uh, Russert from uh, Meet the Press. Wow, uh, Tim Russert. Very cool. Everybody came to this particular event because Chuck Berry was well, there. Of course, and it doesn't get any bigger than Chuck Berry. So he does he fly into. No, he drove. He drove his uh, Cadillac up there. He parks right in front of the... Uh, were you in Des Moines? Uh, we were in Des Moines, yeah, Iowa. Okay. He parks right in the very front of the, the hotel. Of course. He comes in. We take him up to the room, and uh, I handed him a check, and he goes, what's this? I said, that's the check. He goes, no, I get cash. Oh. And I said, pardon me? He goes, "He goes, no, well, that was part of my agreement. I get cash. And huh. so now it's, uh, what, uh, you know, it's a... Um, one of the caucus nights, Monday night, and yes. I think it's a Monday, so, so it's a Sunday night. Oh, so, so there's no such thing as well, a bank. Well, you carry a lot open. of cash. Uh, yeah, no, not this kind of cash. Oh. So here I am, having to work the room to find donors to get a bank open so that I can get the cash. And sure enough, Chuck took the cash, put it right there in his pockets, played the song, John. And I'm not lying to you when I tell you he was on stage. He plays that last song, which is Go, Johnny, Go. Yeah. He w- took his guitar all the way out into the lobby, straight into his car, and started driving back to St. Louis. <laughs> With a pocket full of cash. True story. Wow. True, true, true. Amazing. Yeah. Now, you're in one of these phases. You're reading books. Yes. I, I occasionally get into book phases Do where you? You, you, you read a book, and then you're like, oh, my gosh, that was such a good experience. I want to read another one. Yeah. And that's where you find yourself right now. Right. Yeah. I'm reading a great book right now. Ken Follett. Great author. Right. And uh, I'm reading his uh, one of his novels. I believe he wrote this in 93. It's called um, A Dangerous Fortune about a, a, a family in the banking industry in London uh, in the late uh, 19th century. And it's uh, truly, it's a great book. And the thing about Follett as an author is he develops characters very well. 
and mm-hmm. um, you know, and and his stories are great. the The dialogue is phenomenal. He intersperses dialogue with what the character is thinking at the same time. Right. So you're getting with their thought process and then the dialogue, which you can never get in a movie. Right. And they did make a movie out of this. I'm not going to watch it. I, most of the movies that are made from these kinds of books. Right. Are, are, they don't pan they out. They leave you wanting because yeah. you can't you can't do well, it in a movie it, what you can do in a book. Well, that's I think that's the case with most books. If you ever, even John Grisham novels, which they've turned into movies right. now, if you've ever read any of them, The Firm or something, they yeah. can't ever leave that live up to theater of your own mind. Correct. But uh, but I mentioned something to you, and you were offended by this. You go, like, oh, Kelly, I don't know, what are you talking about? And I said, oh, are you reading them on a Kindle? Or are you reading them on your iPad? And you said, no, that's not how you read a it's book. It's a book. You read a book. Yeah, you but, but a, a lot Kindle. of people are using books, uh, you know, e-readers and iPads to read books these days because, you know, you're, you're spending 25 bucks for a book. You read it once. You throw it on your shelf, and then someday your grandkids are going to have to deal with it when you die because it's in that shelf. Well, that's a cheerful thought. Uh, no, the book is great. You get because you can share the book with others. I might give you this book. I might might bring it for PJ next week. He would love it. And you know, you share the book, and that's the way that's the way this works. So you just write in little uh, you, you write little notes on it and hand these books out. No, to I like don't PJ? write notes on them. Why not? Because I read the book. When you give a book to somebody like that, uh, something that you've already read, it's not something you totally are gifting them. You're giving it. Do you expect that book to come back to you? It doesn't matter. If it comes back, great. If it doesn't so come back, why great. not an e-reader? Or you would just be able to read it, and then guess what? It doesn't take up any space because on I all spend, those shelves because and all I, that stuff. I spend so much of my life staring at screens, it can't possibly now be that, good Now, I can me. appreciate that as an explanation. In a book? Yeah. Plus the book, you hold it and you put a book note, a bookmark in there, uh-huh. and you can chart your progress. If you're reading off a screen, you have no idea how close to the well, end you it are. It says you're on page 800 of 912. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Uh, you haven't even read any reader. You don't, don't even know, know what, what you're says. talking about. I, I love when you just you you want to poo poo whatever I'm saying, I'm and so poo-poo. you just uh, say. No, I'm not. I'm not poo pooing anything. I'm just saying I like to see my my little bookmark is m- marching down the spine of the book. There. It's now, a, it's does Georgian read books? She does not. Okay. So, what? How often? How many books are you peeling through now on a monthly basis? Well, I'm I'm about to go into a phase. You uh-huh. know me. I've, I've got phases. You get obsessed. I do. Yeah. So I'm, I'm. This is the third book I've read. Like boom, boom, boom. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think I'm going to stop anytime. You got to get into my mother. She she and her girlfriends and yeah. and some some guys too. I think they they trade books. They, they my yeah. mother can pour through. She can read two and three books at one time, which I don't understand. That, oh, yeah, how you well, can do you that. Keep, sure, your brain's an amazing thing. I, I, I can't because do because that. we're not monkeys. Yeah, well, and, no, we're not. Right. Uh, it, it, so, yeah, the brain can can take in a lot of information. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing about okay. reading: it, reading makes you smarter. Uh-huh. It gives you a breadth of knowledge that you wouldn't have otherwise had had you not read that particular book. Especially if you read the historical fiction novels, which is what I love, and. Most important for young people out there. Okay. Reading books makes you a better writer. Really? Yes. Uh. Because you're exposed to all these writing styles. And people who can write, and I don't care what anybody tells you. You mm-hmm. listen to the Brother Hancock here. Oh. People that can write. Amen. Uh, are an incredible value to employers in this country. Really? Because so few people possess writing skills. They can't effectively communicate with the written word. And now it's all LOL and Yeah, it's interesting OMG you bring this up, though. Have you seen there's technology that's just emerging now, the AI, that can write emails for you? And a lot of corporate corporations are using them, like even CEOs, to send letters 
to their employees or allowing the AI to write for them, and then they just go back and proof it. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible idea. Well, I but I mean, what's horrible about reading off of an e-reader? I, I, you know, I, it's fine. I mean, I to, read to uh, his own. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. I read Joe Buck's book off of an e-reader, and it was a lovely experience. Sitting on my bookcase right now. I highly encourage you to read. I it did if read you have it. it. Oh, you have I read the book. It's an excellent book. Yeah, but now it's just taking up space. It's right and there. And someday Tula is going to have to deal with eight thousand pounds worth of books. And Tula may be reading those books. Like, Think about on. that. How many of the books uh, that were on your grandfather's uh, cabinet have you been My grandfather didn't have books. No. You know what books we... I used to read at my grandparents' house? What? The uh, Sears Playboy. catalog. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was close. It was as close yeah. as I could get to Playboy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because they had the lingerie <laughs> I had in there. So, I mean, God's honest. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, how the times have changed. I don't think you know, we got these young guys. They don't even remember old TV shows. No. There was no such thing. You... you you know, you, the, to look at a girl, you were looking at a, a catalog. That catalog was pretty thick, too. Oh. I mean, you had your shoes in there. You had your men's suits going on. Yeah. Ties. You could rip a page out of there. Nobody knows it was you missing. You got bath towels in that yeah. thing. Uh, sheets and pillowcases. Do you remember when By ca- the way. Yeah. By the way. Well, okay. I don't know. I'm not. I got to remember who got us. We got new sheets for Christmas this year. Sheets. Somebody. Sheets. Sheets for the bed. Yeah. What What kind of is it? Tremendous. Yeah. Tremendous sheets, these sheets. What is it? I don't know what they are, but they've got to be very high. What they they like to, you know, you got to so count. I've gone to, my, I've got the best sheets ever. I don't know, man. They're called Sheex. S H A E or S H E E X. Yeah. Sheex. Sheeks. Sheeks. And it's the best. I'm telling you, these things, what they makes keep the you sheeks so good. They keep you cool in the summertime, hot in the The sheet keeps yes. you cool. How warm in the How winter does the sheet keep you cool? It, it's got the microfiber technology. Plus, man, it's like you're sliding around in there. You know, it's like nice and smooth and slick. It's not those cotton sheets that get little balls on them after, you know, they've been washed a couple of times or a body lays on them. You know, these things, I'm telling you, I get high praise for my sheets, brother. I really get high praise for my sheets. And I've even got my mother. I've got my mother into these sheets. And she will agree. She will agree with me that these are the greatest sheets in the world. Now, how about that? I know the name of my sheets. You're on here doing a commercial for somebody you don't even know the name of them. Well, they're sheets. I mean, they're they're magnificent. These yeah, sheets. but if people wanted to go get the same sheets that John Hancock's talking about, you have given us no direction can't other than you can't go have get my sheets. sheets. But you just said that they're simply the greatest sheets ever. They're phenomenal sheets. Then sheets. I, w- I expect a name brand. All right. I will go look at my sheet tags okay. when I get home. So next week we're going to hear about what your sheets are. My my sheet tags will be red. I have a feeling your sheets are going to let me down. You know what else has let me down? What's that? Baseball Hall of Fame. Whoa. whoa. Taking my mother and my uncle yeah. and my aunt to the Baseball Hall of Fame this How summer. How nice of you. That's yeah, lovely. We're, going to, we're actually going to Saratoga, New York. Yeah. Which is a great place, Saratoga. I read a novel that was based in Saratoga. Is that right? It was great. around horse racing. It was in the mob. Yeah, well, yeah. well it's the horse right. racing uh-huh. and, and the mob. So uh-huh. we're going up there to see the horses that they have an old beautiful track in this lovely town. I mean, the yeah. Saratoga Springs is just it's like walking back in time. It really is. Mm-hmm. It reminds you of old town St. Charles and fabulous restaurants and the horse racing. But we're going to go to the the baseball hall of fame now. I've been once before. Yeah, I was on a bachelor party in Syracuse. Yeah, yeah, Cooperstown, New York. So we drove down to Cooperstown. It was, was it, all right. Was it I, magical? No, I expected it to be like Disney World. You know that it was just going to blow me away. But at the end of the day, it's mainly just a bunch of plaques. It's history, Michael. It's just a bunch of plaques. It's history. 
It's like you at the, I felt like you at the zoo. I was sitting there with my notebook and I was writing, oh, here's Hornus. Hornus Hornus Wagner. Hornus Wagner. Oh, let's write about him. (sighs) The Pittsburgh Oh, here we go. There's Stan Musial. And you walk around and you look at the plaques that you know. You look at, you know, oh, there's another plaque of somebody I know. Remember him? There's Oscar Charles. It's kind of boring. Kind of was a letdown. It's but but it's baseball history. See, a, baseball is romantic. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know you're not particularly romantic. I like to be romantic. <clears throat> I'm uh, very romantic. Are you? I am. Uh-huh. And baseball is romantic. And there's Willie Mays. I mean, you. Just, How many just, women have fallen in love with you over talking baseball? Oh, I, I too many to count. Thousands, huh? Yeah, thousands. Well, not thousands, but Hundreds. certainly a couple. <laughs> Do you really think that part of your appeal to do with George Ann was baseball? No, 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 no. Of course mine, not. I mean, it's romantic in the sense that it gives you something to obsess on. But other than that, I mean, I, I went up there. It was such a eyes, disappointment. My stunning wit, my charm, my look. Yeah. Yeah. Your hair. Uh, well, at the time. You did it have was, hair. It was the mustache at the was time. was at your house the other day and on your um, refrigerator you have tacked to your refrigerator, I guess, an article somebody had done on you. Yeah, back in the day when you were yeah. playing ragtime. What it's it it it's at Six Flags at a nursing home. At a nursing home. Yeah, I was probably sixteen. There you were with your uh, yeah. mustache yeah. and your uh, your little uh, what's a corn cob hat? A uh, derby, derby, oh, a derby yeah. hat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you were playing. My little sequin vest. Well, I, bet the, I bet the women at the nursing home just melted oh, over you. When you get to be 80, I am completely did, irresistible. Did they but. think that they, you had like a Tom Selleck mustache going oh, on? Oh, so many people uh, compared yeah. me to Tom Selleck. Back not not many people can pull the mustache off. Clark Gable. Clark Gable. Tom yeah. Selleck had pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled it off. Why, why'd you quit? Then I shaved it off. Why'd you shave it? Well, I just was, I was ready for it. I shaved my mustache the second night we were married. Is that right? And it was over with, never back Done. again. Uh, I, I did grow it back one other time when the dog ripped my lip off. But other than that, yeah, uh, I've not had a mustache. That's a whole other story. That I, is a we whole We have to give Kevin Colleen on that one. So here's here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday's coming up in two weeks. Yeah. And everybody has their little rituals. Some people have parties. Some people go to parties. Some people just have the family over. Some I people like just watch it themselves. Show. I like to cook a nice meal and sit in front of the TV. I believe it is the most overrated event in the world. Really? We'll talk about that next on KMOX. Well, before we get into the Super Bowl conversation, uh, this is an important discussion that we were just having off the air. What's that? And that is when you make your bed. Yeah. We're tall people, you and I. Yeah, tallish. Yeah. But I I don't like my bed sheets tucked under. Oh, my, yes. From the bottom part. So, like, when I go to a hotel, the first thing I do is I pick my feet up so that it undoes it because otherwise I feel like my feet are trapped in the bed. Well, where else are they going to be? No, but if the if the I mean, sheet's loose, then you, you you can kind of wiggle around. But if it's tied underneath, let me tell you, buddy, you're, you're you locked do, in you that bed. Do, you can do plenty of wiggling uh, with your sheets tucked in. No, and you, it's a it's a nice kind of a you know it's a, a, a it's unnatural. It's not to have your feet bound like that and up against. But we the spent bed. our first nine months in a in a. You know, and we well, what do we do once sec- well, once we're out of there? We don't go back, no, so but, because we don't want to be all tied up but anymore. There is a nice feeling about having a nice no, you snug don't want your sheet on there, mm-hmm. and yeah, no, you don't want your feet bound in. You're wrong on this, Hancock. We should do a poll. Hey, um, Super Bowl, yeah, two weeks. So yeah, what's your plan? 
We'll have probably my father-in-law come over, maybe maybe Brad and Mary and Tula, but they probably will have a party to go to with friends, so right. who knows. It'll be small. Yeah. I just, I you find... You cook something nice? Uh, Georgianne. Now, the one good thing about Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. She puts this spread of appetizers out, and yeah. it's every, her blue ribbon roll-ups, Michael. Ooh, those are good. Oh, they're phenomenal. Spinach yeah. wrapped in bacon. Spinach... Ooh. And cheese wrapped in bacon. You can wrap, wrap a rock in bacon. And yeah, it well, great. but these blue ribbon roll ups are yeah. incredible. And then her spinach artichoke dip. And yeah. it's just, it's, oh, man. So I, I'm, I'm the same way. I like to do a nice meal. I'll get a filet or something that night and I'll cook yeah. it up Ooh. for myself Ooh. and whoever's with me and Ooh. watch the game. I don't like to be with a bunch of people. Yeah. And by the way, they start the game so doggone late. 5 30. Yeah, it's 10 30 at night before it's over. Well, that's a problem. It's not a football game. <clears throat> it's, a, it's, an ex, it's an event. It's right. an experience. It's a bunch of commercials. It's, you can't really hardly you can't follow the flow, and rare it is when the Super Bowl is competitive, right? And there's nothing worse like that San Francisco game. How much of a terrible did you, football? How game. much of it did you I, watch? I, I tuned out after the third quarter. Exactly, I was yeah. out at halftime. I could yeah. see what was happening, and and it wasn't. No, I take that back. I watched the first series and realized that uh, this wasn't going to get Brock Purdy didn't have an arm. Yeah, I mean he could not throw the ball. Right. And so you might as well be looking at the 1932 New York Giants, you know. <laughs> and it was just a it was just a dull, boring, non-competitive game. And so often that's exactly what the Super Bowl is. And I just I don't know. And and yet we all sit through the whole thing because it's the thing that you got to watch the Super Bowl. You got to see the commercials. I don't know. I think it's overrated. Was there anything else you'd rather do on a Sunday in the middle of the winter than watch the Super Bowl? Reed. I can't. Th- oh, re- oh, that's right. You're Mr. Reed now. <laughs> Good Lord. I, geez, this is really taking off. Are, by the way, are you going to put an addition on the house for all these books you're going to get through? To I've got, I've got so much. So I've got, I've got bookshelves in the family room. Uh-huh. I've got bookshelves in my office, and I've got more books than I have space. Exactly. This is my point. And now you're getting into a reading no, phase, and you're going to buy more books because then you get to pick and choose which yeah. books make it. Mm-hmm. I've got some books in my bookshelf right now that shouldn't be there. Where are they going? Uh, they're going to go to somewhere where they'll find a nice home. Yeah, exactly. uh, a loving home. If it was an e-reader, you know what uh, you do? You just delete that of. sucker. See you later. Boom, gone. Yeah, two megabytes or kilobytes <laughs> no, or no. whatever they're called back. Well, and here's the other thing: when you have Zoom meetings, uh-huh. how do you get your computer up to your face level? Books. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. So if you're sitting around with your Kindle, which they don't even exist anymore, I don't think. They don't? Well, I, the iPad, right? That's well, whatever what it is. Yeah. Uh, you can't put your computer on an iPad. Huh. You got you got a hoist that sucker up about yay so high. I tell you what happened to me and my iPad the other day. No. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so we're, going to, we're going to do TV on a Sunday. And, you know, it's we're, Sunday morning. Sunday morning. And, 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 and we're not the prettiest of suckers here. You know, so we, we, we do our best to... Tidy ourselves up to be no, on television. Not really. So I wake up at like four thirty, five o'clock on Sunday 4:30 morning. Four thirty, he wakes up. I pull over the iPad because I think, well, I got to go joust with Hancock on television. I better know a little bit about whatever's going on in the yeah, world. That's a change. So with that, I whip out the old iPad and I've got it all propped up there. You know, and I love the iPad. It's one of the greatest luxuries of my life. Hmm. Uh, it, uh, you know, it's the phone, but it's on steroids, right? So I've I've got like fifteen pillows in my bed, not decorative pillows either. I'm talking about pillows. They're you lay actual on. pillows. Yeah, you lay on these things. How many do you sleep with? Uh, <clears throat> all fifteen of them. Or there's not fifteen. It's like eight. You engage eight pillows when you sleep? No, but they're there in case well, there's there. somebody else needs to use a pillow. Let me let me get to my story because right. we only got a minute left. All right, all right. So I got the pillow there. I 
kind of mold the iPad into, into the, the pillow. pillow. Right. I'm reading it. I fall asleep. Mm. Okay? With that. Because it's 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. With that, all of a sudden, sound asleep, I feel like somebody has clubbed me. Mm. The iPad fell off the pillow, hit my face. Boom. Hit me right on the perfect part of my cheekbone. I wind up bleeding in the bed. Looks like I slaughtered a lamb in this bed. How much and blood then, is in your cheek? Well, I, I don't know, but you get cut in that one little area like mm. a boxer, man. Yeah. You're going to bleed like a stuck pig. And oh. next thing you know, uh, so therefore, I don't read books or, or, or the iPad anymore. Well, you shouldn't have play. the iPad in your bed to start with. Why not? Because it keeps you up. That's a, They call that, what do they call that, PJ? The light. Yeah, you don't want the light. Oh, uh, yeah, an yeah. ambient light or something. Ambient, yeah. the ambulance light. You do hey, not want the ambulance lights in your I'll bed. I'll see you Friday morning at 8.30. I'll be there. We'll it's be the back here Monday. The, it's the best of the Dave Glover show coming your way, and then it's uh, all kinds of something else here on KMOX.